Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Well, hi, Brenda. Hello, Gil. <laughs> Welcome back. We're glad to have you. Uh, this is uh, Gil and Brenda Stewart with uh, Restored Remarried and uh, here to give you tips, tools, and... Tingles. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I like it when you say I like the tingles. tingles. Yeah. Those tingles that re- just keep us bringing back, coming <laughs> back. That's right. And as always, we're talking to people that are married, that are remarried, that are in long-term committed relationships. And today, this is part two of a two-part series, like a long series here. Here come the holidays. Are you ready? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm still not ready. I mean, from the last time I talked, I still haven't found the Christmas lights. (laughs) I know. Well, last time we talked about Thanksgiving. It's yeah. like Thanksgiving and Christmas, at least in the U.S., are probably the two biggest. Yeah, those are the biggest. Yeah, you probably have Mother's Day and then Valentine's Day in there, but I think... <laughs> what about Father's oh, yeah, Day? Father's Day. <laughs> That's the most important. Uh, Mother's Day, most important <laughs> holiday of the year. Let's see. Hmm. But, it, but I think Thanksgiving and Christmas are like the number one, number two, whichever way that because there could be a lot of stress because there's a lot of people involved and a lot of moving play, parts. Oh, a lot man. of expectations. Yes, yes. So what we talked about last time, you said that you know Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was your favorite time. Yeah. And what's yours? I love that. You know, it's kind of a toss up. Really, I like the only thing I don't like about Christmas is all the the presents because there's so much pressure to get the right present and spend so much money. I wish we could do Christmas without presents. Okay. But I don't know if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so we wanted to talk about today different things to look for, different expectations, how you can be flexible. Okay. So some things that we can actually have practical ideas on how to uh, survive the holidays. Is that what you're trying to <laughs> oh, get to? Oh, such a harsh word, yeah. Yeah, but, we're, we're trying right. to survive as well as, as enjoy, as mm-hmm. well as celebrate. Yeah. But in some cases, season's greetings could actually be not season's greetings, but season's grief. I yeah. mean, it's it, it's this is a hassle. I don't. I just let me get through the holidays. You know, just get over it. You know, have my wassail toff or whatever it is, and then on to the next thing. But you know, I think like you said before, is is that lowering your expectations, planning early is really important, and for goodness sakes, to be very very flexible with the date that you plan your celebration. Yeah, and I think you know, in a first time nuclear family, that's that's like well. How flexible do we have to be? There's only so many people. And, you know, but as your kids get older and they get married and they have in-laws and they have obligations in other places. And then for a step family, I mean. Multiply that by two or three. By how many kids you have. Yeah. Yeah, It gets really, really crazy. So um, we always try to encourage people to lower your expectations or get rid of any expectations. Have no expectations. Then you won't be disappointed. Yeah, because then anything that happens above and beyond what you didn't even expect really yeah. turns out to be quite a gift. Yeah. 
So let's let's talk through a couple points of what we could do to to plan the best we can. And as we share, we would love it if you guys would go on our Facebook page, Restored and Remarried, and we'll post this there too. And what kind what kind of things you know have worked for you and your family to make it a win and a success? Yeah, an enjoyable, memorable time, especially with new traditions competing sometimes with the old traditions. Yeah, yeah. and like we said before, those old traditions for the kids are really important, so you don't want to just squash those, but Mm -hmm. it's just as important to make some new ones. Well, and as you think about the old traditions, uh, you know, let's just be honest, the old traditions kind of get handed down to us (laughs) <laughs> and that came to from us, from our parents and mm-hmm. from their parents. And especially as the family, you know, landscape changes, then it can really make some of those traditions obsolete. You yeah. know, they really can. And unfortunately, it's sad to see some of those things go. But, you know, especially if you have grandparents that are still living in the area that you're from or they're coming into town, where do they fit? How are they honored? Especially if maybe they're a step-grandparent. Yeah, that that gets really dicey because, like we've heard before, you know, step-families don't have a family tree. We have a family forest. (laughs) And just because we, let's say we divorce someone or even if, you know, you lost your spouse to death, that other the Mm -hmm, ex-in-laws still want connection to your kids most of the time. So it's like we can't forget how whatever has happened in your marriage affects, you know, it's not just Yeah, it ripples out. It ripples out. And if there were, you know, wonderful connections there with former in-laws and so forth, then the kiddos, even yourself for that matter, I think, you know, often, Brenda, with your former mother-in-law, you still stay connected with her through the mm-hmm. holidays mm-hmm. because, you know, she was your mother-in-law for 19 years before I ever came along. Yeah. And, you know, there were some really cool traditions that you had with her, and, and that's important. And, and, and for a while there, it was f- kind of awkward for me to kind of understand that, but it was a relationship that was well on its way and, and a, a really beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. So to lose that would be a, a really big loss. Yeah. So during the holidays, we really need to be aware of our extended family, especially it's, in a step family. It's extended, extended. Yeah. Do, are they, what are their expectations to be included or not mm-hmm. or acknowledged or, sure, you sure. know, but that's definitely something I think you need to talk through with your spouse and maybe with your kids. Yeah. So that there's honor all the way around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Honor all the way around. So a couple other things to kind of prep ahead of time is, oh, it can never be a bad idea to have too much food, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so if anybody just happens to show up, you're prepared. Lots of pie. Extra place settings, extra chairs Lots ready of to pie. go. Lots of pie. Lots yeah. of pie. You're a pie kind of I guy. I like pie. Keep yeah. it coming. Yeah. Keep it coming. So, you know, I, I, I think the other thing, too, is, you know, when it comes to Christmas time, uh, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, different traditions throughout the world, the giving of gifts, uh, sometimes I can get really expensive, expensive, like you mentioned before. What is expected in the way of the value of the gift, the 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 meaning of the gift? Is is it the perfect gift, or is it just another set of you know new socks? Yeah, I think yeah. some people really appreciate the new socks. Uh, however, what we did one year was the you know again with a, with adult kids and with grandchildren. One year we decided to pull in and select everybody's name. We gave a, a set amount, you know, it was like mm-hmm. $25, $30. So it was, you know, wasn't a real, you know, dud of a gift. It was something nice. And we did a white elephant exchange. And that was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I, I think everybody enjoyed it, and they appreciated the the savings in their pocketbook, too. Right, and there was a lot of enjoyable, you know, stealing and giving and, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes along with a white yeah. elephant exchange. Yeah, yeah. And everybody got, you know, something that was kind of cool. But, you know, there was, there was a, and it was actually a bonding thing because people totally. really enjoyed the the process. So Any than, chance we could positively have the kids bond with each other, that's huge. But, you know, another thing in a step family, too, is you sometimes unconsciously, think about well what are they what is the other house what's their christmas going to be like are they you know are we giving our kids socks and they're giving them you know a wonderful trip to disneyland yeah, or something like yeah, that there's yeah. no sometimes there's no comparison well Couple, you don't want to compare yeah well but unfortunately it happens i know yeah. You know, and it happens. And I think a couple other thoughts that crossed my mind about it is, you know, what if, um, you know, the kid is smart enough to realize that, uh, you know, if mom and, and stepdad and dad and stepmom live in two separate homes and I rally the forces and I work my, my angle just right, that I could get a really expensive gift if I can get them to collaborate. I.e., maybe the kiddo's trying to manipulate Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe that's what's going on. But so, you know what? Really, that would be awesome if the bio parents could talk and, and get on the same page. I know that's not, you can't do that in every situation, but boy, if you as bio parents can talk, okay, what are, what are you going to get Johnny and what am I going to get Johnny? And, and yeah, maybe we could go in on something together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that helps a lot when that can happen. It can't always happen, but... I want to go back to the grandparents just for a second yeah. because I recall grandparents, you know, they at that stage in their life, a lot of times some grandparents are quite well-to-do and others not so much. Their mm-hmm. means are much more limited. However, what is the expectation of the grandparent who has stepchildren? Think about that one. Yeah, that's tough. You know, does, this, does the step-grandparent have some expectations upon them? Especially if that kid is under, you know, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old and, and they're looking at all the grandparents and they didn't get anything from your parents, which happens, you know, think about the complications. So how do we set up Johnny to not over expect things from everyone? It's about the holiday. It's not about the gifts. Well, Unfortunately, it sometimes becomes that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially with step grandparents, um, I think it'd be very wise to have a conversation with your kids once again ahead of time talking about expectations so that if those grandparents don't acknowledge, you know, the stepkids, uh, it's not the end of the world for the kids. Right. It's all about the kids. Because I know my parents, like my mom, asks about your kids all the time. Mm-hmm. But I your think dad she's does met, not. But my dad, I don't think he's even met all your kids. No. Maybe if, one. Maybe one once. Two. Yeah, but, but he just, doesn't and, ask. But he's by himself. He's not married. So it's not even on his radar. So it could be a generational thing. You know, if your grandparents are in their 80s or 90s, this is kind of all step-parent thing is kind of new to them. So mm-hmm. with that said, show them some grace, too. And, you know, if they, they offer things to your kids, great. If not, just don't make a big deal about it, especially in front of your kids. That's So back to the other house, what's happening in the other house. So our kids are going back and forth during the holidays 
and they're comparing or maybe they're going back into a place that they don't feel safe, they miss their parents. I think it's giving the permission to the kids to enjoy themselves no matter where they're at. Mm -hmm. Don't guilt that kid for going back and forth. For heaven's sakes, they got enough to deal with. They didn't maybe want to leave you behind. They're already hurting enough. Give them the permission to love that other place they're going or at least like it. That kind of lifts the burden off of them a little bit. And I think that's just a, a really, that's a gift yeah. to our and children. When, and when they come back from the other house with a new toy or something, be excited with them about it. Yeah, don't you know? tell them that they have to leave it at the other house. Uh, you know, if it's something that's supposed to stay at the other house, okay, good. But if it's something that can travel back and forth, it's for the kids' comfort and enjoyment, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. to be rele relegated or or uh, controlled by you. It, it, it's a difficult thing sometimes because back to that perspective of being manipulated by the other home. There's some real head games that go on between the you know the former you know spouses. But don't get the kid in the middle. Right. No, don't get the kid and in the middle. And be able to recognize when the kid is the one doing the manipulating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those call them out. Those teenagers, those people. Call them out. Those oh. people. Yeah, those and, people. And that's just one more reason why it's so important to have a strong marriage. Because, like I said before, those kids can sniff out a weakness. Yeah. You, know, you guys are having an off day. Man, they're, they're going to do everything they can to break you up and make it harder. They are so. like piranha. That's why you got to... Stay strong together. So staying with holiday traditions, let's talk about decorating and Christmas trees and who hangs up the lights and what kind of music is playing when the Christmas tree is being decorated. So kind of go off on that for just well, a minute. Well, I know this this one story that, that's in our book. Those of you that have read the book have read the story. But for years and years, my tradition was whenever I was decorating the house, I always had Amy Grant blaring on her two Christmas her Christ, albums. Her Christmas yeah, her albums, Christmas yeah. Christmas songs, because it just set me in the right mood to yeah. do that. It's what I did. That was your thing. Yeah, so the first year, your guys were over while I was doing that. Yeah, and the just, decorations were going up. Yeah, and we're having fun. And then and one of my kids went over and turned off the cassette tape. Yeah. This is old, man. It went over and turned off the music, and oh my goodness, it was like, Brenda, you left the room or something. Yeah, I, I was almost in tears. And he did it without even realizing it. And he it. made some snide remark, Yeah, too. like, this is stupid or something. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did get fixed, but not not without some tears and some understanding of what was going on. Yeah, but something so simple that, you know, he didn't know he hurt, hurt my feelings until talked about it later. But yeah, um, yeah. little things like that, it's like that's where being flexible is so important. And, okay, which traditions are like, this is a hill I die on. I'm not giving this one up. Or how many of the other ones can you go, okay, this is a new season. New um, tradition. Yeah. And, and then those ones that are really hard to give up that are really important, have conversations with the kids or your spouse of why it's so important. Yeah, where did it come from? Yeah. Well, yeah. the other big tradition was going and, you know, Cutting down the tree out in the U-cut lot, and those are all over the place in the Pacific Northwest. Or did you used to go to the grocery store to buy it already cut and yeah, ready to go? Yeah, already cut. Do? So which yeah. do we do? Or do you get a fake one? You know. Yeah. You know, and then you could actually spray it with pine pine scent or something <laughs> like that. So those traditions are really important as well. Maybe you can mix it up. 
you know, maybe mm-hmm. have more than one tree if you can afford that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and back to the you know how we decorated the the tree in your house was different than what we decorated in the house that I was in before. Uh, I think we've heard traditions and with some step families where they decorate the tree halfway one way and half the other way another way, and yeah. you know that or just have a couple different trees. One thing that was really cool that was a tradition that we started from year one is that out of our seven children. Five of them were in the house Most with of the us. Time. The yeah. other two were kind of off on their own. Mm-hmm. So the rule had in my head is you had to live. We had to see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have to see the whites so, of your eyes. Yeah. Yes. So you know, remember our guys were girl guys and girls were preteens and teens, and there were five of them. So every year I got them each an ornament because I realized my kids had a ton of ornaments because mm-hmm. they would get them from grandparents or whatever, and we just keep adding them to the tree. And your guys had none. Yeah, or what they did have were at their moms. Right. So I wanted to try to even out the playing Wasn't field. Wasn't very welcoming for my kids. No, no. So that's why I wanted to right. get ornaments for everybody. I got them all the same, put the name on it and the year. And then every year I'd get a family ornament. That was so cool. And that it was it was funny because you know there was seven kids and then our two names. So to put. Um, nine names on an ornament. It was almost like the size of a bookshelf (laughs) to put on the tree. But I would do that and date it every year. And then it was so cool because whenever the kids would come over at Christmas, they'd immediately go to the tree and look through all the ornaments of past years. And the years. And they'd be looking for their names. And then as each of them got married, uh, I would wrap them up and that would be one of their wedding gifts. So they would have ornaments to start on their tree. Yeah, I really love that about your, your thoughtfulness that way. So, you know, these are all different things that everyone has to encounter. And I, I, I think it's just a matter of being patient, being flexible, like we said before, so that you don't snap, that you don't, uh, you know, create a bad memory or a bad tradition in, in all your strength and in all your planning. You know, you know yeah, the, the holidays are busy and, and there's a lot of stress, but the, the most favorable thing you can do, the biggest gift that you can give one another is to just love and give each other the, the room that they need to be accepted, whether they're in your home on sun, you know, the, the Christmas morning or if they're there the night before. Just love them when they're there. Let your room be full of love and, and laughter this, this holiday season. Because you want them to come back. Right. <laughs> you, you do want them to like you. Well, and like we had mentioned in, in the first part of this podcast about the holidays is to be to plan enough ahead that, you know what, if you can't have everybody the day of Christmas, how flexible are you? I mean, plan it out a couple months before. Let's do two days after Christmas or the day before or the week after, because especially as our kids are older and like we say, they get married and and if everybody's, their parents are divorcing, you know, some of these kids have to be in four or five places in the same day. Crazy. Yeah. So Merry I Christmas. they've really appreciated when we've been able to say, you know what, what other day would work good for you? And yeah. just, you just see the relief in their face. It's like, ah, oh, you know. Have yourself a merry and, little Christmas. Yeah. And sad, Don't be the Grinch that rips it off. <laughs> as sad as that is for me sometimes, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, who's the adult here? We, as the adults, put these kids in this situation where they're having even more craziness, having to go to different parents' houses. So we need to cut them a little slack and um, take a deep breath and be the adult and 
Mm-hmm. Be flexible. So we want a silent night to be enjoyed this holiday season, not D-Day in your front room. <laughs> uh, we are dreaming of a white Christmas, not a nightmare on Christmas Eve. So all in all, keep in mind that if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. And Jesus truly is the reason for the season. So celebrate Jesus, his birth, and everything that it brings to your family this holiday season. Love you all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Father's Make Day. Make sure you got lots of pie. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. On and on we go. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on the website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.